Muhammad denounced the exploitation of the poor, the weak, widows, women, orphans, slaves. He demanded justice of all believers. All members of the community were to take care of one another, irregardless of their race or previous clan ties. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not. Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. It has been a little while since I've been on the air with you guys, and I missed you. I did. I was in Texas, but you know something? We'll get into that in a little bit. But right now, I am actually drinking some wine that a friend of mine, a friend of the show, actually, Jason Body, he makes wine at Raven's Hollow, which is a, a, vine, a winery. <laughs> so I've had like a sip. A winery. And I'm having some of his wine. I don't know what it is, but it's very good. It's uh, it's a little sweeter than I like, but I'm drinking it. So if you got a cocktail, have one, because we're going to have some fun tonight. And just like every time I'm on the show and I broadcast, there are three ways you can listen to the show, which I invite you to try. All three ways, or any of the three ways. The first is you can listen live, as you're doing hopefully right now, through my website, markscalia.com so if you see the speaker that you're listening to you click the speaker it shoots you over to our broadcasting site which is known as mixler m-i-x-l-r.com and then you can live chat and we've got a few yeah winery not winery with w-h it's just the it's a vinery so i'm gonna leave it with vinery um and of course you can do what i just did you can read some of the chats with some of the online chatters and the third way that you can listen is if you don't have the time to listen live because we broadcast live after the live broadcast the show is then uploaded to itunes and you can listen to it through your ipod your phone your android device which i have an android so i'm partial to that anyway so those are three ways you can listen and as we always do we start off every single week with the happening now monologue everything that happens now is happening now what happened to then that's the when just now we're it now now go back to then when? now 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 i can't why we missed it when just now when will then be now soon first of all i was not able to broadcast last week because i was in transit i was in texas I was doing a corporate gig down in Texas, which uh, I like Texas. A lot of people are like, Texas is crazy, and they shoot things. I'm like, yeah, of course they do. That's good. I like when people shoot things. I like, if I had a gun, I'd be shooting shit too. I like Texas because it's fun. I mean, I got friends in Houston. I got an uncle in, in Tyler, Texas. I've been at Austin, Texas. I've been to Galveston. And there's a lot of Texas that's really, really nice. But the best part about when I came back is I got to kind of relax a couple of days and then do my weekend shows. But then Sunday, fuck, how about them Pats? Motherfucker. 
Oh my god. I was like that was like one of the best games I've ever seen when they played the Giants. It came down to a field goal and there were some busted plays and Brady didn't look as good as he should have looked. And you know, I just hate the fucking Giants. I hate in I fucking hate that motherfucking Eli man. He just sitting there. He always looks dumbfounded. That's his look. His look is dumbfounded, I guess. But they are 9 and 0 and they're playing this Monday night, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, and of course, when I come back, my wife's cat, his name is Epi. That's his nickname. But technically, his name is Sleepy LaBeef, which is the name of a violinist, which I don't know. That's a whole nother fucking story. None of the kind of time. But he's uh, been slowly getting sicker and sicker. He's, uh, he's 18 years old, which I don't know if you know this. That's extremely old for a cat. And uh, he had some issues. He fell off the bed like a year ago and he kind of fucked his back end up. And then he was on medication. The medication wasn't working. And then. He goes off the medication and then uh, it's just, you know, fucking it's he's painting. He's my brother said uh, Eli Manley is painting missing a chromosome. <laughs> oh, that ain't right. But it's funny. Um, but her cat's getting sicker and sicker. And now, as a result, she took the cat to the vet, which, you know, I understand. Take the cat to the vet. You got to do that. Um, but the problem is vets are uh, m- fuck. I mean, you know, it's expensive for me to go to the doctor. This cat, just to look at it, just to run tests, were like $500. Come to find out, the cat's got diabetes, <laughs> which which isn't very funny, but you could fucking diabetes on a cat, whatever. So the cat's got diabetes. <laughs> and then, of course, they're like, you have to put insulin. You have to need insulin. You have to learn how to give the cat a needle. I'm like, what? Yeah, cat needs a needle, and they have to do it twice a day. And my wife and I, if you know, you might or may not know, my wife's an actress. She actually does Salem Food Tours, which is a sponsor of the show. Um, we're both in and out. We don't have a real, you know, we don't have a lifestyle to kind of maintain a cat that type of, you know, because he's got to be fed every 12 hours now. He's got to have insulin every 12 hours. So it's, my thing is I don't want to jab the cat every fucking 12 hours with a needle. That ain't right. And then I'm like, he's 18. Realistically, can you make him comfortable for another few months? And then, you know, but this is a cat that's been threatening to die for almost two and a half years now. He's just, he's been threatening it and he just won't fucking do it. So, which is fun. Now, of course, my wife went out and she bought all the insulin and all the insulin showed up and the insulin showed up, but there's no needles because the needles come separately. (laughs) So we have cat insulin. In the fucking freezer. But no needles to inject the cat. And I'm like, oh my God. You you can't write this shit. You can't. Obama and the Democrats. No Obamacare for pets. <laughs> it's cat Obamacare. <laughs> so I don't know what we're going to do. But he's fine. I gave him a. Where is he? Oh, I didn't close the door. I gave him some. Uh, I had some uh, fish tonight. at salmon. A small piece of salmon. And he was like begging for that. So I gave him some of that. So hopefully he'll be fine. Oh, so on a better news, the Salem Comedy and Spirits Festival, as you guys may or may not know, it's been really churning up. It's get, gaining a lot of speed. My marketing guy is on board. I had two meetings uh, yesterday, one with the marketing guy and one with one of the uh, locations. Today I had another location meeting and uh, really banged out a lot of things. Everybody's excited about it. I'm getting more and more excited. It's a ton of work and I'm still loving it. So here's the best part. Every show is going to be a certain amount of tickets. Well, just like most things. But the thing about this is the tickets are very limited. Uh, The first night venue 
there's only 60 tickets. That's it. The second night venue, which is the Friday, is only 40 tickets. The Saturday night venue is about 50 tickets. And the Sunday night venue is about 70, probably about 60 or 70 tickets. And we're doing comedy at a a Japanese restaurant. They have sushi. They have uh, Chinese food. They have Polynesian. So it's all this thing. And that's dinner and the show. The Friday, it's at uh, Far From the Tree, which is a cider manufacturer in Salem. They have their own tasting room. And it's it's such a small little venue, and it's so intimate and cool. And the samplings are five different kinds of cider that is included in the ticket price. The Saturday night, we're going to do a comedy dinner. for It's going to be real exclusive, like 20 people, 25 people tops. And it's like a three-course, four-course meal. Meet the comics, meet and greet. It's like going to be really fun. And then there's a cocktail hour that follows that. And then a triple threat comedy show, which is going to be fantastic. The Sunday night, because the Monday is uh, uh, Martin Luther King Day, so a lot of people have it off, we're doing an improv show, and then we're taking an intermission, and then we're doing a comedy hypnotist, which has never happened in Salem. So I'm very happy to bring bringing all this together, and the people on board are fantastic. And again, tickets are probably going to, uh, hopefully tickets will go on sale December 1st, and I'm getting comics requests. And if you're a comic and listening to the show, submit to the Salem Comedy and Spirits Festival. It's info at SalemComedyFestival.com. Submit your headshot and a link to a website. And myself and then three other people are looking at all the videos and we're handpicking everybody. And when you sign on, and there's details. And But it's it's a really fun thing. You get a t-shirt, a lanyard, and then whatever happening is, whatever is happening that night, you become part of it. So you're the VIP and that that's your admission you know, thing for that. So really excited about all that, all that. And visit the website too. It's SalemComedyFestival.com. And it's also SalemComedyAndSpiritsFestival.com. But it's easier just to say SalemComedyFestival.com. There we go. And that's only about two months away. It's in January. And uh, so, but we get some more things before that. The Salem Christmas Trolley, uh, the Salem Trolley Christmas Carol, I should say, is my rehearsal start tomorrow. We have a, a, a couple new cast members it's this is one of the funnest thing ever. A lot of my buddies are coming this year. A lot of my friends are coming. I've been requested. And if you do know your nights, if you've gotten tickets for it, email me and I'll try my best to make sure that I am your Scrooge because we do have uh, the originator of uh, the original uh, Scrooge, who is Eric Rodenheiser. And then we have uh, his name is Frank and he's been on it for a few years now. But I, I'm doing most of the shows. But please email me, mark at markscalia.com and let me know if you what your nights are and I'll make sure or I'll do my best to make sure. That is the end of the Happening Now monologue. So uh, as you can tell, I'm really excited. And I'm, I'm so excited I came in to have a sip of my drink. So here we go. Here's everybody. Here's a cocktail. Here we go. Sip it up. Ooh. Mm. Ooh, and I'm not supposed to be drinking wine because it's not in my diet, but fuck it. <laughs> Let's play a game with you guys. And I've got some um I've got a bunch of listeners on Mixler. So what do you say we play a quick game called Cover Me? What are you looking for? The funniest thing is uh when that song came out. <laughs> I was goofing up the line. It wasn't cover me. It was it was come on me. But anyway, that's not what we're going to do tonight. Cover me is a game I like to play, a real quick game. And it's so much, so much a game. It's so much kind of a trivia thing to bring you up to speed. Uh, a lot of times you hear a song and you go, oh, I love that song. And you may or may not know that somebody originally did it and you don't know that. 
So let's go real quick. Here's the first one. You might remember this. It came out in 2000 by a band called Disturbed. (laughs) It's angry. I I love this version of this song so much. It's so I love Disturbed anyway. They're so angry. And this was when I was in great shape and I was, you know, skimming the crowd. I was trying to hook up with everybody. And oh, my brother did get it right. I didn't even wait for the translation. That's the best part. This is not the original. The original was done in 15 years earlier. It was yes, Tears for Fears, 19 out of 5. Yes. It's not as angry. <laughs> It's actually like two octaves low. It's like, shoot, shoot. <laughs> it's like they're yelling at you a little bit. So yeah, that was uh, that was 1985, and uh, I had not yet graduated high school. So speaking of something around that same time, when I first started doing comedy in 1990, this was a huge group in 1991. Remember this one? This was by they is Guns N' Roses, but those who knew called it GNR. But do you know who sang the original? The original was done in 1973. Former member of the Beatles. He started his own band. Now, a little bit of trivia. That was also a, a James Bond movie. Yes, it was actually Paul McCartney and Wings. Yes. You used to say, live and let live. Yeah, and that was that one. So here's something, and this last one's going to take a little bit more time, but I'm really hoping to get through it because we have amazing guests I want to get to. This last one, you guys may know that Tom Jones, a bit of a ladies' man, he was the guy that everybody, like, they would throw panties on stage, which I don't understand. I don't want panties. I I, I would like what's in the panties, to be honest with you. Tom Jones did this. (laughs) This is Black Betty by Tom Jones. But did you know that there was another version of this song from 1977? There was actually a band called Ram Jam, and it sounded like this. Yeah, this was the rock stuff, 1977. So Tom Jones did it in 2002. Ram Jam, Ram Jam did it in 1977, but this is not the original. Not the original. Anybody know? 1939 was the original. So from 39 to 77, then from 77 to 2002, the original 1939 recording was done by Led Belly. Oh, Black Betty, Bam Balam. Oh, Black Betty, Bam Balam, Black Betty, Black Betty, Bam Balam, Black Betty, Black Betty, Bam Balam, Jump Study, Black Betty, Bam Balam, Jump Study, Black Betty, Bam Balam, Oh, Black Betty, Bam Balam, Oh. You can just picture this dude just sitting in a fucking cabin. 
waiting to be oppressed. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a horrible way to think of it, but... Yeah, this is probably... This is the one everybody knows. But that was Cover Me, everybody. That was Cover Me. It was a fun little thing to do, a little bit of trivia. So the next time you hear any of those songs, you'll know where they originally came from. And now, without further ado, because I'm running late, which is my bad because I got excited about everything else, I'm going to switch to our first commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to have a magical guest. I've only worked with this guy one time, but it was such a significant meeting with him that I said, I got to have you on the show. Super funny. Super intelligent, super nice guy. Andy Lester will be coming up right after the break. You're listening to Radio Irregardless, and we'll be right back. He gives out Christmas presents in July. He was born 18 weeks early. He'll ask for the bill after giving a menu. Once finished the Focus T25 workout in four minutes. He is the most impatient man in the world. I don't often watch movies, but when I do, it's in fast forward. Stay thirsty, my friend. This is Drew Dunn, and you're listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. Fucking guy. You believe this shit? You're actually listening to this. This whole thing is irregardless. And you're back at Radio Regardless. That was Drew Dunn. He was giving me a little bit of shit. But enough about Drew Dunn. Let's talk about our current situation. And our current situation involves a very funny comedian by the name of Andy Lester joining me on the Skype line. Andy! Hey, how you doing, Mark? I'm doing good, man. I'm having a good time. I'm barely drinking any of the wine, you know, (laughs) which is, it's, you know, I'm I'm just in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. Things are good. How are things with you, man? They're good. Uh, A lot of leaves out there, but let me tell you, amazing weather, amazing day. And um, just very glad to be on the show. Thanks for having me. Oh my god! Now we had we met. We were doing a, I think it was a Bob Mello gig, and it was at was it Elderly Home? Uh, I think it was up at the, yeah, it was at the Alley Theater up in Middleborough. Oh, was that the first time? I think it was, yeah. Oh, because I'm and thinking then, of the the most recent time where it was you, me, and I think it was Steve Bjork, and they go, don't swear, these are old people. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? That's right. You, you think me swearing is going to offend these people? They're like, they're 80. They, yeah, they've heard it all. If they've never heard the word fuck in 80 years, that's, I don't know, I can't even comprehend that fucking. I would always, I, I would always do the test where I would say to my daughter, I'd say, "All right, look, is 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 this worse than what you heard on the bus?" And she'd say, "No." Ah. Say, all right, you can watch it. <laughs> That's funny. So you're right; they've heard it all. They have, and uh, yeah, I think the first time we met was at the Alley Theater, which is actually they're doing another contest this weekend. Dave Decker is actually hosting it, I believe. Um, That's right. That's going to be a good show. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't troll the internet that much, but you know, I go up to the news feed and I peel I. For Facebook, I go in the news feed, and I go down maybe half a page, and I'm like, ah, fuck it. I don't feel like chasing people. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook is, a, is like a megaphone. Everybody just goes, hi, I'm me, and I'm cooking breakfast, and I'm so important. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. And they don't really care 
about entering a dialogue. You know what I mean? If you type in, I'm having breakfast, and somebody types back and go, go fuck yourself. And that's 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 the end of the conversation, really. No, there's no follow up, really. You know, yeah. it's talking to yourself, right? Yeah, it's well, it's talking to yourself really loud, and hopefully everybody hears. And that's why I think I like Twitter because then if people don't respond, I'm like fuck it. And then I get real, you know, I get kind of a you know an internet boner when somebody goes, oh, I retweeted or I hearted it or something like that. I'm like, <laughs> I do. I'm like, like Facebook. If I get, you know, I just look for the page to get likes. And that's it. I don't care about followers or anything like that. And you know something? That's a nice little segue. Because you have both. And let me advertise you a little bit. Let's not mess around. So I'm going to put all your information in the chat line. So, and for those people listening through iTunes, I'll tell you about it. This is Andy Lester. He's a very funny comedian. You can free stock him on Facebook. He's at andy.lester.773. That's code for seven is go and seven is fuck and three is yourself. So it's probably not that. It's uh, you can actually visit his website, which is actually easier. It's andylestercomedy.com. And he's got a blog on that, which I'll be honest, I don't know anybody who's got a blog. Like I know food critics are like kind of a what's this? Hashtag my brother's losing his mind. That's my brother fucking typing stupid shit. <laughs> I don't I don't get it. What's your blog about? Yeah, the blog is called Nice Shot Karma. Uh, <laughs> I, I was just going through my life and you know, things would happen to me and it would like, wow, that just felt like karma high five me in the back of the head. And that's what the blog is about. Real life things that happen. And, uh, you know, that's the tagline when karma shows up to high five you in the back of the head yeah. where there's a, a little bit of irony, a little bit of humor, but it's it's real life stuff. And uh, it's uh, I've gotten some good feedback on it and I intend on expanding it. So uh, in future, I may actually have my own podcast and have guests that would tell me things that happened to them where it would be like, oh, yeah, nice shot, karma. <laughs> and uh, it, it's pretty cool. The inspiration was I was on a plane and there was this woman in the front, really annoying, so demanding. Somebody had a luggage compartment open and a bottle of water up there rolled the length of the luggage compartment, tipped over and smacked her on the top of the head. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. So that's where I got that. Nice shot, karma. That's funny. Well, you know that when they go, karma's a bitch, it, people use it as this ironic kind of statement. But karma is like luck. It just is. It's how you take it. You know, maybe the woman was on fire and if the water doused her, well, that would work. But you know. <laughs> but then again, you can't smoke in a plane. So fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I love that. I love the uh, I love the blog idea. And it's called karma slaps you in the head or karma well, i'm sorry karma's a i want to say karma's a bitch because now that's it, stuck it, in my head it's called nice shot karma okay oh right, and, so. and by the way just so you know because i and, and and listeners as soon as i tell him this he's gonna start laughing i named the shows based on the guest or i kind of do this clever wordplay and i started thinking you know andy lester which i have an old bit i used to say and i well just say in general never trust anybody with two first names <laughs> Or or two last names. And that was my thing. And I would always say it all the time. And the name of the, my brother said, Lester is more. That's funny. No, but see, Lester is more and it would be good. But I named the name of the show Zen and Failure. Now, where'd you find that? Where do you think I found that? <laughs> I found that on your website. It's For those of you who don't know, Zen and Failure is, uh, he got, I guess you got reviewed. And that was one of the critics reviewing titles of you. 
Am I getting it right? Did I do my research right? Yeah, they, they said, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, the, the perfect balance of Zen and failure. Because <laughs> when I get up there, you know, I'm just me. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, some of my views may be misguided, but it's genuine. So I'm totally at peace with everything as independently wrong as I may be. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm comfortable with my wrongness. <laughs> and you are very funny, very funny on stage. And not just Thank that, you. I mean, nice dude to talk to is like really cool. Cause you know, you talk to some of the newer comics or just comics in general, and they've got this weird, like they're, they're, you know, they're undercooked or they're, un, or they're imbalanced or they're trying to compensate for something. And you got your shit straight. And I was like, I, I can, I can identify with that. I mean, my shit's been straight for a long time. People don't mean, I think so people people may go no you're fucking like my brother hashtag my brother's losing his marbles whatever that fucking means it's not going to be a good thing no one's going to follow that fucking hashtag anyway especially if it if it applies to anybody it could be it's not just your brother but i mean it was you were really cool on stage really funny um just really nice to, and then your stuff is your, your material kind of flows out of that which is which is great it's really funny Oh, thanks. Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Uh, and how long you been at it, too? Because I don't think we had that conversation. How long you been doing comedy? Uh, uh, five years. Oh, fuck. You know, see, that's what it is. It's like you're balanced at that. What's it? It's already trending. Fuck you. I just... <laughs> I'm sorry. But I get a lot of I guess with the family members, relatives, and prior employers. Oh, with... Uh, with... <laughs> so even though... You know, just you. being myself, that's all. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> uh but yeah, it's uh, it's I mean, really nice, really funny, and uh, you know, just what's uh, what got you started? What got you started? I mean, you you know, being funny and work and stuff like that. But uh, no, did you just actually, say I, I just wanted I came, to do I it? Came, yeah, I got started. I came home. My wife and daughter are sitting on the couch watching TV. I walk in, hi, and the shh, and they're, and they're watching Last Comic Standing, and there's a guy getting a a critique on his jokes. He says, all right, well, you said this word and, and you should put that in the end and you should do this. And it's like, I was fascinated. It's like, wow, you know, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> and I, I sat down. It's like, and in my head, right. This is where the Zen and failure <laughs> comes in. Yeah. I said to myself, I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I thought maybe, uh, you know, get more attention from the family. Uh, because mm-hmm. they like last comic standing. I just went off and uh, just started doing it. <laughs> it's, you started it for all the wrong reasons, Andy. <laughs> he, yeah, and you I'm started, at peace with that. You started. <laughs> I'm at peace with it. You started for all and If I do it, they'll like me. It's, that's exactly why you start doing stand up. It's, it's like uh, nobody likes me. I'm going to go up there and make sure that people either laugh at me or hate me. It's just. It's, <laughs> Comedy is a way to burn it off. It's like, I'm going to get on stage and make sure they either love me or they fucking hate me. I'm not going to be on in-between. That's what. That's the best part about comedy. There is no in-between. The, the thing, too, is, is Mark, the, the people that, that hate you and, you know, you think... They don't really hate you. They're just trying to make you a better comic. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you keep telling yourself that. It's better than shooting a gun. No, it isn't. I've shot a gun. I've shot a gun, and there ain't nothing better than shooting a gun. The only thing I better. It and I thought it said. I thought it said choosing a gun. No. <laughs> the only thing better than shooting a gun is to shoot something with a gun. That's the only thing better than shooting a gun. Because you can shoot a gun in the air, which is cool. But if you shoot something with a gun, oh, it's fucking. <laughs> 
And I'm not condoning gun violence. I'm just saying, if you've ever shot a gun, you know how fucking cool it is. <laughs> oh, and I, I remember what I was going to say. Your approach to joining stand-up is exactly what is exactly the approach to wanting to get into porn. If you really think about it, <laughs> if you really think about it, because we watch it on TV all the time and go, oh, I could do that. <laughs> Oh, my brother's hashtagging more things. Marble's lost his fucking hashtag. I'm sorry. I'm reading most of the comments. My brother's just being fucking my brother. So, But yeah, that's how you start doing porn. You're just like, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. And then you get into it. And you're like, oh, this isn't as cool as I thought it was. Oh, no. You know, I tell you what I like about it. Every, every minute that I put into it and I produce something. It's mine. You it's, know what I mean? It's mine. Wait a minute. Are we, I own it. Are we, start, you know, are we still talking nobody about... Nobody can take it away. Are we still talking about porn or comedy? <laughs> <laughs> Again, the line is blurred. There's... <laughs> oh, my God. I'm having so much fun. And uh, you know what I'm going to do? That's a, that's a good place to let... And now, I'm, uh, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take our second break. And we come back. I'm going to play a quick game with Andy. And we had a pre-show thing where... <laughs> you guys are going to love this. The game I had set up was too hard for Andy. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And and to be realistic, it was probably going to be hard to... It's probably going to be too hard for the listeners, too. So... So we're going to take our second break. When we come back, we're going to play a fun in-game with Andy. You're listening to Mark Scalia. Radio Regardless, we'll be right back. I've got a surprise for you. I guess I'm probably not the surprise you expected. They're back. So what do you want to do? Police still targeting them. Tonight, Dateline's hidden cameras are in an undercover house complete with a hot tub. So did you bring your uh, swim trunks? And Craigslist, we talk about oral sex. There's the internet addict who comes clean. I'm too old for this shit. And the marine sniper who comes armed. She's Bill Sweet. She got everything. The Chinese. What's in store for all of these men? Chris Hansen with a new To Catch a Predator. You're one ugly motherfucker. It's Tracy Jane. You should be listening to Mark Scalia on Radio Irregardless. Hey, what, the Irregardless, is that like your Italian thing? Is that like a not for nothing or, I mean, no disrespect? Hey, listen to Radio Irregardless. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And still on the Skype line, Mr. Andy Lester. Very funny. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks. Great to be here. And if uh, and he's going to only get five years in comedy, but he's got almost 12 years in porn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not all consecutive, though. That's the thing. So, anyway, we're going to have a good time. Now, Andy, as I alluded to earlier, we were originally going to play a different game. 
but because it might have been a little too difficult uh, for uh, the listeners and Andy, I decided I want you know I want it to be fun. I don't want it to be difficult because I'm not into breaking balls really. Well, I am, but not on this show. And I wanted to make I want to make everybody have a good time. So I've changed up the game. So originally we were supposed to play one game, and I want to tell you what we're going to play. But now. We're going to play a, a listener favorite, and the listeners absolutely love this game because this game is Sounds Like Sax to Me. <laughs> I love this game, and I actually found some more. I keep, I never run out of the sax songs. The best part about this game is you don't really have to know a lot. You just have to kind of enjoy music. The way this works is I play a saxophone solo, and you have to guess the song in which the saxophone solo is. Now, Andy, you're you're around my demographic, so you must remember that for a very long time, saxophones were featured in many songs from the Absolutely. 50s, yeah. for 50s all the way up to the, the early 90s. And then for some reason, you know, grunge came in, the saxophone was a, a misbegotten thing and it's kind of making a little bit of a comeback now but it's not as strong so what i want to do is i want to i want to make sure the saxophones stay alive <laughs> so i'm going to play a quick uh, a song saxophone solo and all you got to do is guess the song if you know the artist that's good too i can help you a little you're going to be playing against my listening audience and right now i have uh, a bunch of people listening now the best part about this is you and I are speaking via Skype, which is an almost instantaneous conversation. So if you know it, you can just yell it out, which is awesome. The listeners will be listening on a delay due to the internet, and then once they know it, they have to type it. So that's your advantage because of that's, that's my handicap. That's no, that's their handicap. Your handicap is you may not know the fucking song. Uh, I'm so, just we're not doing the thing about sports. <laughs> no, oh my god, no! I can't watch a lot of sports. My wife won't let me. Only one reason. No matter what the game is, I'll yell at the TV. You're not like that, are you? No, no. Okay. I just love the suspense of the, of the big games. Oh, well, th that was suspenseful for a second. It took like a, 10 seconds before you <laughs> answered me. I'm like, you're killing me. <laughs> so anyway, let's play this game. So here's the first one. It is 34 seconds long for you to figure this out. All right, listening audience, ready. get ready. I can love it. You can tell it's kind of disco. I'll hint you with that. If you know it, just shout it out, Andy. <laughs> oh, come on. Really? 34 seconds, not a single guess. Nothing? Did I lose him? Did I lose Andy? I must have lost it. Oh, that's what it is. Oh, wait. Oh, I lost Andy. So guess what? Listeners, you still have a chance. Let's see if Andy can get back. What happened? Yeah, got nothing on that. You it, it, sounded like, uh, <laughs> it sounded like it was uh, uh, like a David Sanborn solo. No, not not even close. I'll give you a hint. It's um the artist has a seasonal name. It's the Skype ringtone. No, I had to call him back because we lost the connection. <laughs> He's like, I know that song. It's the Skype ringtone. <laughs> 
This is what happens when you do live radio. Just weird oh, shit happens. Donna Summer. Donna Summer. Do you know the song? Uh, Dom DeLuise was in a, a movie of the same title, which is really obscure. <laughs> they stole a lot of things. If you have stolen things, what would you? What would the slang term for that be? Lift. Uh, no, not Smokey and the Bandit. It's not Smokey and the Bandit. Snatch? What is it? Is it Donna Summer Snatch? <laughs> Wait a minute. Are we are we talking about porn again? I thought we ended that conversation. If I have stolen things, what the what would be the slang term? Jason said it's Smokey and the Bandit too. It's not. It's not Smokey and the Bandit at all. If you're stealing something, you're um, no, no, no. What's another word for what's another? It. What's another thing for stolen? If something's stolen, hot. 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 And what's another hot? Another a slang term for things. What do you do with a turkey? Hot stuff. <laughs> Hot stuff. <laughs> That's it. Hot stuff. Oh, my God. I feel like a dentist. I've been pulling teeth for 30 fucking minutes. Yes. No, that Hot was painful st- that was you. I'm sorry fucking- about that. And this was the easier version we were going to play. <laughs> All right. That was a long time ago, you know? Well, you know what's funny? The audience had just as much time as you, actually more time than you, and they didn't get it. So that's the first one. It was Donna Summer, hot stuff, point goes to Andy. Here's another one from the 80s, and I'll help you out a little bit more. It was from the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. Ready? Oh, uh, good Nobody's going to get this. Nobody's going to get it. Bob Marley had a song of the same title. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It's Patti LaBelle. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, don't fucking, oh, yeah, like you got it shot at it, Andy, please. Don't bullshit me because I will play so karma. Hard. I will play karma and I will just come to your house and smack you in the back of the head. <laughs> like, Patti LaBelle. It's no, it's not the Neutron Dance, but the Neutron Dance was by the Pointer Sisters. That was a good guess. Yeah, and my brother is completely wrong by it. He goes, "JK, it's just kidding." Still, it's still a great guess. Right now, all the listeners are now googling the Beverly Hills soundtrack and trying to find the Patti LaBelle song. Well, that's a good idea. Hold Wait. on. <laughs> that's a great idea. I know. I fucking know. Oh my God, this is, uh, you know, and I'm not even, I have like had one sip of this fucking wine. That is the best part. Oh, really? Bob Marley had the same name of a song by Patti LaBelle from the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. Is it Stir It Up? It's... (laughs) (laughs) It is Stir It Up. Thank you, Google. <laughs> That's one I'm, point I'm for Andy. I'm sorry to bastardize the game. I just <laughs> I was at a loss here. That's one point for Andy, one point for Google Chrome. <laughs> Google wins. 
<laughs> oh, Jiminy Cricket. Here's another one. And the last one, thank God, because I don't have the patience. This song I actually just played a few weeks ago because we celebrated the um uh, I can't I can't give it away more than that. All right. Here's the next song. Thirteen seconds. Ready, Andy? You'll get this one. Yes. In the news. Yeah, I should have played this one. <laughs> What's the name of this? <laughs> What's the name of the song, Andy? Back in time. Thank you. <laughs> it's Huey Lewis and the News. Back in time. Yes, the reason I—that was my fuck up. <laughs> the, I have Huey Lewis in one of them, and then I have Huey Lewis in the news in the other one. And, of course, they're in alphabetical order, which means they're not in the right order. And that's why they didn't move. Fuck me. <laughs> why is it's this? It's still a great game, though. It's that, a great game. No, it's not. It's a terrible fucking game. <laughs> it's, it's a terrible game that I happen to be having fun at playing. That's it. Uh, let me move <laughs> that and see if that changes it. Why is this not? Oh, that's why. Because <clears throat> they weren't in alphabetical order. So here's the song. Yeah. Which makes more sense. But you wouldn't have guessed it anyway. But you know something? The audience didn't even have a shot at it. They didn't, they didn't take a guess at any of them. And the ones they did were all fucking wrong. Every fucking one was wrong. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take our third and final break. When we come back, I'm going to tell Andy what he scored. And he's going to tell us about his first time, his best time, and his worst time. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem, Mass. in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is, huh? Anybody? Come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. You know what today is? It's hump day! Woohoo! How happy are people listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia? Happier than a person with a hump on their back. Listen live every Wednesday to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. Hump day! To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. When Goya, as seen on TV, help keep your cats from jumping up on your counter, it's a set of four kitty ankle weights. <laughs> you seen this thing? It works pretty good, especially when you get the GoPro camera for the cat's head. <laughs> You get a visual, it's kind of like... <laughs> so they figure it out, they got nine lives. And... So we did that for an afternoon, and uh, then I uh, told my mom I'd, I'd take her cat to get his blood pressure checked. That's a real thing, they have a machine down at CVS. <laughs> if you have a cat, you really should consider getting its blood pressure checked. Um, you can just take a regular coat, and, uh, you know, the sleeve makes a nice little straight jacket. <laughs> but 
sound of getting the cat's blood pressure taken in that CVSR machine there, it's, it's like a... Please remain still. You're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was a sampling of Andy Lester talking about a uh, cat off. What is it? As seen on TV, the cat yeah. weights. <laughs> you get the, uh, the the kitty ankle weights to keep the cat from jumping up on the counter. <laughs> That's a real. Oh, my God. I don't know if it's a real thing. Oh, the fucking. But the blood pressure machine, oh the fuck it, oh my god, because I can picture that. That is, that's just so fucking funny, man. Oh my god. Thanks, thanks a lot. Uh, I, uh, I, it's a popular bit, I think, because not everybody's fond of cats, and after hearing about how your cat is doing with the insulin, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I hope things turn out. But well, uh, one way or the wanna, other, they're gonna work. <laughs> yeah, well, if you want to hurry things along, you may want to try that. Just take the cat down and say, I'm gonna get the blood pressure checked. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i i actually like that and that's just a sample there's another thing i want to talk about because i had some choices you sent me some uh some links to some choices and the twitter feed which is the high high che is it high che it's it's uh high she high she now yeah. i i like that bit and i was going to play that bit and for the listening audience before we get into the first best and worst please explain the high che sure when you listen to people, especially my mother-in-law, that's where I got the inspiration, <laughs> sometimes people talk in cliches. And, you know, if you're having a problem, it doesn't help. You know, they're just going to say something right. that everybody knows. So I thought it would be interesting to take a cliche and turn it into a haiku. <laughs> so the haiku and the cliche, it's a mashup and it is called, I call it, a high shea. A high shea. So I know that you have some that you already know, but uh, let some of the listeners know maybe one or two possible high shea. Like if I said to you, um, and this is now we did not rehearse this, and I want the listeners to know we did not rehearse this at all. And I said I don't right. want to do it, so I'm going to just throw one at you. I um <clears throat> I get into a little bit of a fender bender, and I'm all upset about my car being uh, kind of dented up. What would you offer me as a high shea? Well, if you got into a fender bender mm -hmm. and uh, and obviously you uh, hit somebody or they hit you, mm -hmm. uh, you would, you know, normally want to use a lot of profanity, maybe talk about their mother or just kind of kind of <laughs> vent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So instead of doing that, uh, because that's that's very, very much like like a cliche mm -hmm. is, you know, we'd recommend that you would say you would you would you would give this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, instead of a high shea, you would say to the individual that hit you, mm -hmm. you would say, dogs. Now, first of all, a haiku is five syllables, then five. seven, yep. then five. You have to know that. Which was one of my right? favorite kind of poetry uh, when I was in elementary school. I loved haikus. The five, seven, five, it made sense because there was no variation. That was the only rule. It could be whatever you want is a five, seven, five. So everybody, right. for those of you who so, don't know what a haiku is, you know, it's. It's five, seven, five Japanese. So five syllables. You would mm -hmm. say to the individual that hit you, you would say 
dogs with your likeness are bettered by a shaved rear once walking backwards. <laughs> you know what's funny? It takes you a second to go, what the fuck is he talking about? That's right. And and, and the, the cliche is, yeah, if I looked like you, I'd shave my ass and walk, walk backwards. backwards. Yeah. <laughs> if I had a dog so that looked like you. Of, That's funny. <laughs> a repackaging of of reinventing of, of stuff that people are sick of hearing anyway oh, in an funny. awkward inappropriate situation that's, that's my inspiration for the high shay fucking love it love it absolutely love it so andy so now that you've explained the high shay and people can check you out again at your website at andylestercomedy.com where they can read your blog uh they can check you out on facebook at andylester.773 and follow you or as i like to call it free stalk you on twitter at the high shay h-a-i-c-h-e so it, it looks like it says hache like Anne hache but it's not it, it's, it's, <laughs> don't follow Anne hache based on that it's at the h-a-i-c-h-e the high shay as in haiku and cliche mashed together so now that we have all that out before we let you go, please, if you would explain to me and my lovely listeners about your first time on stage, your best time on stage, and your worst time on stage. First time on stage was at the Speed of Thought Playhouse in North Attleboro, Mass. I, I hadn't done oh. anything except sit down and write what I thought would be funny. I sat at the bar. I waited till everybody went. And then at the last minute, I said, uh, you know, can I go up? And uh, they said, uh, no, uh, you know, we're done. You you should have you should have spoke <laughs> up. And somebody else says, hey, let him go up. He wants to go up. Mm -hmm. And there was a little bit of a problem, but they put me up. I did five minutes. I made some mistakes. I got some laughs and uh, it was a good experience. And on the way out, somebody, one of the patrons at the bar uh, said to me, hey, uh, good job. That was really funny. And that was it, man. You know, somebody say something like that to you after you start from nothing mm -hmm. uh, just felt real good. So I get the bug like everybody else. Yeah. Better than porn. Well, yeah. No, not really. <laughs> not really. <laughs> Let's risk. I'll grant you that. Let's risk. So that's a real nice story. You got that rush on stage your first time. Sounds really good. Now, because you've been doing it five years, you must. There's, a, there's probably some highlights. So please tell us about your best time thus far. Uh, best time was probably working with Steve Sweeney, um, doing a very difficult fundraiser. And during the during my set, uh, there were some uh, there were some individuals that were ready for Steve. You mm. know, yeah, I get you. <laughs> and I they started, you. Uh, you know, to call out a little bit about some of his bits. You know, just to try and move things along for whatever. And I was able to win them back and bring them up. And get them ready for the feature. And it was a clean 15. Felt awesome. And I got some excellent feedback from individuals coming up to me after the show. Uh, so that's probably, uh, you know, very satisfying from a from a comic standpoint. Uh, just getting the laughs and the applause breaks and uh, in a venue where people have some pretty good expectations. So, yeah, it was, it was a probably best gig. So now that you've told us about your first, your best. Now, please tell us about your worst. So I'm out in uh, Binghamton, New York. That'll do it. And I hooked up with <laughs> uh, a right. guy who That's was going to put me on a show. He says, and then he says, oh, by the way, the format of the show is the Benson interruption. 
I don't know if you've heard of that. No. What is that? All right. So Doug Benson, he had a short-lived show on Comedy Central where he'd bring his comedian friends up and sit next to them on a throne on the stage. And while they were doing their, their bit, he would interrupt them, add his comments that he felt was funny to try and, uh, you know, uh, upset the rhythm, steal the spotlight. And it's actually very entertaining and a little bit painful to watch if the, if the comedian, uh, you know, has some, you know, uh, relies heavily on timing. Right. So uh, he's so, essentially what he's doing is he's, he's purposely heckling. Exactly. Gotcha. So I walk into this place in a, well, the, 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 a couple days before I was at another open mic in the area, you know, whenever I travel, I'll like go check out whatever's happening. And I met some people. I said, Hey, you know, I'm on a show on Thursday. You might want to go. It, this is the kind of stuff I do. So I hit it off with some people. So there, so now I got like four or five people showing up at this, at this, uh, at this Benson interruption show. Uh, so I get up there and I'm holding my own and I'm done. I think I was like third in the, in the lineup. And then, uh, you know, these five or six people come in and they had been drinking heavily and they show up, they disrupt the show. They sit in the middle and they're like, where's Andy? Where's Andy? And it's like, oh man. And then they challenge the host who's sitting in a freaking throne to put me up again because they want to see me. Now, the guy who's running this is very protective of his comics. You know how it is. And they just got into a screaming match with every profanity imaginable. I mean, you you know when you get a telemarketer that just sets you off over the edge Uh, and you just it's a good reason to scream at somebody? This is what he was doing. And it was just brutal because the woman who was the instigator is being called the C word. Anyone. And this guy is like five feet from her face, screaming. Now I get this all on video, by the way. So, oh my god, we gotta hook up. I gotta see that fucking video. I gotta. I was shit myself it's laughing. Unbelievable. It's like a. It's like a fifteen minute tirade. People are leaving. They're getting ready to pull off. You know, break up a fight. And and the 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 woman's husband is not standing up for her, which is just so awkward. You know. It was just the worst. <laughs> you oh know, after God. the show, I got paid. I went to the guy who, the, the host that, that put me up and, and I said, look, you know, I don't feel right. I got to give you this money back. He says, no, man, you brought people. It's not my, pro- it's not your fault. They happen to be assholes. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was the worst. Oh, and, that- and that right there is karma. That right? is not a bad story, man. That's a great fucking story. <laughs> oh, that's that's karma because here I am thinking, hey, look at me, I got five people in a new town. Oh my god! Hey, look at me, I'm getting paid, and now look what happens. Well, you it, it started off bad at Binghamton, New York, right there. I'll just tell you that. Yeah, a, hey, that's a growing scene. It's a growing scene. No, it's not. It's growing in a different direction. It's really not a good direction, really. <laughs> But, oh, my God. You know something, Andy? I got to wrap it up. So before I let you go, what do you got coming up over the next couple weeks? Any big show? I got a show November 23rd at the Mediator Stage in Providence, Rhode Island, 50 Round Street. And that's a small hall music venue that we're actually doing a a pretty good show. Uh, So that's coming up next week. After that, I've been approached to to do something significant (laughs) in upstate New York. No. uh, (laughs) 
Is it porn? Because <laughs> if told me yet, no, no, you know? wait, a minute, wait a minute, Andy. You get asked to do comedy, you get approached to do porn. That's the that's the difference, <laughs> right there, dude. Right there. <laughs> so that's uh, that's in the near term. So that's good for now. Nice. And no, seriously, and you're gonna be you're gonna be in upstate New York again. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, good luck with that. I just. <laughs> I know yeah, it. I'm gonna it, need it. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> just, just don't bring asshole friends, and everything should be fine. I guess. <laughs> you know, I had no idea. I had no idea. You know what's weird? You don't know your friends are assholes until you know your friends are assholes. That's right, and and that's the test. That's oh, just insane. But Andy, I gotta tell you, man, non-assholes, and my Anthony, I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking about Anthony. Um. But Andy, it's been so fun, man. Oh my God, this has been a fun show. So um, I, I know that we'll probably work together hopefully very soon. And I, I love to work with you. And uh, it's been great having you on the show, man. Great. Thank you. Love being here. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Andy Lester. Very funny guy. And uh, we'll see him. Andy, take care, my friend. So funny. Oh my God. It's so funny having him. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's... He's going to start doing porn soon. I know it's going to happen. I know it. I know it. And that's how comics happen, you know. Coming up this weekend, Friday night, I'm actually going to be hanging out doing some, uh, I'm, I may be club hopping because I've got the night off. Saturday night, I'll be at the Delia Country Club in Chickchester, New Hampshire. Real town, by the way. So I'm going to be up there. And then Sunday, making my triumphant Third return, nobody's ever done. No other comic's been up there three times except me. I love the room. It's a fantastic room. I have one of the best times, and it's not about the money. And I, I hate to say that about comedy. A lot of times you do shows, you do it for the money, you do it just for the money. This is one of these shows that I just, I super enjoy. I have a fantastic time every time I go there. Not just about the comics, uh, just about the comedy, but it's about the people, it's about the venue, it's about the patrons, it's all the things above. I'll be at Radloff's Cigar Shop in Rochester, New Hampshire on Sunday. And it's a real small venue. Not a lot of people can fit. So if you want to make it, you should make it up there. And by the way, if you want to do something, you can be a sponsor, guest, or leave a comment, radioirregardless at gmail.com. Uh, you can call the hotline, 978-219-9294. Hey, guys, in a couple, next week, the annual Thanksgiving show. I know you're not going to want to miss that. Tune in. Hey, guys, it's been great. Take, take care. I'll see you soon. Irregardless with Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All material and content property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2015. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening.